And we're live. Hooray. Nice. Yay. Yay. Uh, as I was about to say, movie theaters down here starting this Friday, like big movie theater chains, are okay. for eight weeks each Friday. You can go see each Fast and Furious movie for free. For oh, free. for free. Okay. For, for free until up until the release date of uh, Fast and Furious 9 or Fa- I don't even remember the name of it. Fast 9, whatever it is. Sure. F9. F9, is that what it is? No, nine I have Fast, no nine idea. Furious. <laughs> yeah, something, something like yeah, that. I, I don't remember the name of it. I don't know if I'm ready to go into a movie theater yet, especially for a movie I own physically. Yeah. That seemed like a bit of an ask. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about it, though, because, like, maybe for F9, at that point, I'll be fully vaccinated. Sure. I I mean, I'm planning to go to the gym. Yeah. Which I would think would be riskier because of the, like, the breathing. Sure. So... I don't know. It just seems like th- there's just like something there holding me back, though. And and when actually and what is there is COVID. That's yeah, that's, that's a good reason back. to be held back, to be honest. So, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. It's just like when when is it going to be OK? When am I not going to have that in the back of my head? You I mean, have also- your vaccines, though, right? I'll be fully vaccinated uh, coming this next Friday. I will be I will have. I'll be fully vaccinated. And that puts you ahead of the curve, at least. Yeah. Still just there's the, the worries there, you know? Yeah, no, I get it. I will say I talked to the last episode um, that I was about to go get my second shot and I was a little ap- apprehensive about the side effects. I didn't get a single side effect. Cool. Damn. Uh, I, I had the sore shoulder. Um, sure. And that lasted through through saturday as well but come sunday couldn't couldn't feel it at all it was fine no illness my girlfriend got a little bit of like fatigue she wasn't able to work out the day after but she didn't have any kind of like sick uh feeling or illness either we both got a super lucky no side effects so that's pretty great yeah that's great and i'm just counting down the days yeah uh, John, how's your week been? Busy, because uh, we're prepping for Coliseum. Next week's our big charity event. So nice. we get to uh, work on that. I've been working on bumpers, and I've been getting my costume ready. So Nice. I am is, it just, a, is the costume a surprise? I No, it's Rosa, John. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So we did, a, we did a charity marathon back in October for the Breast Cancer Research Foundation. Yeah. And I, I said, if we hit our goal, I would cosplay as Rosa John for one day of Coliseum. And if we doubled it, I'd do it for two. And sure enough, they doubled it. So cool. I, I, I got to spend, yeah, I get to spend two of the three days in a dress. So have you tried it on yet? Oh, yeah. How is it comfortable in any yeah. way? And I mean, as comfortable as a dress is, I guess. I, I don't think I've ever worn a dress. So I don't, I don't know. It's not bad. Uh, I, I have like um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a corset, a wrap around my stomach to kind of cinch in my stomach a bit. I've got fake boobs. And, See, that uh, sounds uncomfortable to me. That sounds. Like I mean something that 
that part, sure. The actual outfit, yeah, is comfy, but the rest will just be eventually like a test. How long do you have to wear it for? Uh, streams are 12 hours a day. Mm. See, okay, so wearing it for 12 hours also sounds like that will be, that yeah. will turn well, into a nightmare. Well, the first day, like, I, I open and close, or pretty much close, so I have to do it for the full 12 hours, but uh, I don't think I'm on as much on the second day, so it won't be as bad the second day, but uh, the first day is just going to be the real test. <laughs> are you, If you're just on the opening and closing, could you not switch out while other people I, are I'm in between, stuff? like, there's, like, hour breaks, uh, so, like, and uh, getting in and out of that is not the easiest, so... Sure. I'm curious if you're going to get some like chafing in any way or, you know, I'm, I'm curious to hear about that. It also seems like it would be hot. Thankfully, yeah. that's why I'm in the basement. So it'll be sure. actually somewhat cool. Right. But that wig is massive. So it's going to probably oh. I'm gonna have a very warm. Yeah, I'm going to have a wig and like and I couldn't get my hair cut. So I'm going to have a ball cap with like this my long ass hair right now. So just cut it yourself. It. Just do just it. Just take a sword. Let me go get yeah. the sword I have over on the side there. The wig sounds like the worst part, honestly, <laughs> out of all of this. I, yeah. I've worn wigs before. It's not bad. Like I said, it's only bad right now because my hair is so long. So Sure. Fair enough. It'll be right. fine. Uh, cool. You'll get to see some interesting pictures on Twitter that weekend, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. I see interesting <laughs> pictures on Twitter because of your account almost every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, nothing new here. Uh, Paul, what have you been up to? Uh, nothing, man. Just chilling, working. You know how it is. Watching, uh, watching probably the worst Mortal Kombat movie out of all three of them. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. I totally forgot and I wasn't going to. Um, so you watched Mortal Kombat. John, did you watch Mortal Kombat? Nope. All right, Paul, what do you think? You, you didn't like it, you said, you were saying. So the thing about Annihilation is that movie is fucking terrible, but it's fun kind of terrible. This is that without the fun. Like, it's so self-serious and it's so bad the whole time. Like, fuck, I hated kind of every minute of it. There's a couple cool parts, but yeah, it's it's the type of movie I think of when just like a cringy video game movie. Like, that's what it is. And I there's no fun feeling in it at all, though. Uh, I, I'm definitely more positive than you are on it. I think it's a fun time. I don't think it's a good movie. It's terrible. Yeah, it's a bad movie. Um, I, I don't know if I'd say anything was like cringy. Um, uh, the, the first fight is the best. I think the re there's a reason they put the first like seven minutes of that movie just oh. unaltered out online beforehand. Cause I think that's the best part of the movie. Yeah. It's also the least feeling like Mortal Kombat. In it's just a cool movie. fight scene. Like it's, that's it's, what it's, I mean. Just a, yeah, Every time they're cool like trying scene. to be Mortal Kombat, it's I fucking hate Kano. Also, see, that, I was gonna say Kano was my favorite part. I thought gross. he played that character very well. He Ugh. had some some good lines. Um, because I also just kind of like he plays a bit of a like. Like weird shit is happening in this Mortal Kombat yeah, universe and it he is, will yeah. call it out. Whereas the other characters who I think are all just real boring, they're, they're just kind of like, OK. Uh, OK, cool. I'll go with it. OK, my family. I got to protect my family. Like I, like that main guy is <laughs> terrible. So boring. He's so, He's so bad. 
Even when he um, gets like powered up at some point, he's still boring. <laughs> like the nothing powers about him thing good. is also so weird. Like Jax's power of getting bigger arms. Like, <laughs> it's dumb. Um, so but that the more but, this is described to me, I feel like I need to watch this. So that dumb is like the the funnest part of it because yeah, his power is just getting bigger arms, and it's like that's fun. But then it's just a shitty fight after, like a boring fight <laughs> afterwards. Again, I I fell down that Kano I thought was pretty funny, and he becomes a bit of a punching bag in like the whole middle chunk. Mm. as he's being taught like what everyone can do kind of and i, I enjoyed that yeah. um that that was that was probably like my high point i i don't hate uh lu kang and um kung lao they lu kang is so not special in this and i kind of like that because he is way too special in the other movies he's the chosen one and in this he's a dude that's like trained so. yeah yeah i do i will say i think when it comes to like uh, Mortal Kombat narrative. I think those three most recent games are just way better. Oh, like of they're course, just, they're yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, they're I think they're better. <clears throat> I think they're funnier. I like the characters more. Um, just go play through all three of those, and you'll have a you'll have a better Mortal Kombat time. Watch a YouTube video concerned. compilation or something for sure. Of the cuts, I agree. Of like the cutscenes, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I agree. So if they came out with a sequel, you wouldn't watch it. Oh, of course I would. It has okay. the name Mortal Kombat on it. I have to. Sure. Yeah. And we, we get a new remix on the Mortal Kombat theme that shows up there. W- wasn't a huge fan of it, but it was OK. I just like that theme, so I, I was happy to see it pop up. A, a surprising number of game references, uh, I thought. Yeah. Did you see? Did you see the interview with a guy who did the Mortal Kombat yell how he didn't know he was that was his yell and he was famous oh really no i didn't see that i no that's funny good for him yeah i was bummed that ed boone does not um do the scorpion line get over here um but i mean that's it would would also kind of not make a lot of sense i don't know that dude came just came back from hell his voice could sound like anything and it would be fine yeah i agree i'm not a big fan of what they did with scorpion period and that whole movie so it's like an origin story, you know? Also, I've always hated Sub-Zero, and that movie is very predicated on you liking Sub-Zero as a Sub- character. See, Sub-Zero is the guy I play as. Yeah. I, so so I was fine with that. I kind of liked the almost like Jason Voorhees style of just like, this guy's going to just show up, and you're not going to be able to slow him down. He's just going to keep coming. I like that aspect of it. Um, I, also, he, he was in the best fight of the movie. I think all the best fights have Sub-Zero in it. In, as far as I was concerned. The first one, yeah. It has Sub-Zero in it, for sure. That's the I best think the fight final one is decent. Final fight's terrible. Nope. No? Okay. All right. Final fight's the, pretty bad. The, Until the, the, the thing I really happened. feel like I need to see this now based on the reactions I'm getting from Paul here. It's just, no, it's just not fun to me. Like, it's stupid, but without the, like, we're having, we're doing a fun video game movie. It's stupid in the we're trying to be a gory fight movie and that's not what i wanted it is very gory yeah yeah i don't know i mean someone gets ripped in half and you're like hey i remember that from the game sure there are fatalities i'll give them that yep (laughs) yeah the lore is bad they don't even talk about it enough but they take it very seriously again like the way they get powers is just like 
this is nonsense unlocking their um, arcana or something yeah it's yeah weird. whatever yeah that <laughs> is um uh crap i'm uh sonia is pretty much ignored the entire movie you know like, it's almost I, like why did you put this character in if you're literally going to ignore her <laughs> i've that's kind of shitty too because i actually liked how she played that character i actually liked that sonia quite a bit but yeah. i almost think like don't put the main don't yeah. put cole young in as the audience surrogate because sure it, you could have sonia could have been the main <laughs> character she totally. also like barely knows about magic nonsense and uh, yeah uh totally yeah that main character not, is pretty bad i mean i'm as someone who just got it with hbo max so for free basically that was that was just great so sure i will say i also got it for free right so yes <laughs> <laughs> i could have gone to a movie theater if i wanted to to watch that I oh think my it's god worth it. that would have made me mad seeing that in the theater <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know I mean, if there's I, any movie actually that's come out like since COVID has hit that I would have felt like, yeah, this was worth risking my life for. Oh, I mean, no, no movie, obviously. Yeah. Um, the only one that I was a little bummed that I would have liked to have seen in the theater, despite not being a huge fan of it, was Godzilla versus Kong. Sure. Yeah. OK. Yeah, but um, I mean, like I, like I was mentioning earlier, looking forward, F9 might be it. Black Widow would be cool to see in the theater as well. Yeah, the Marvel stuff in general is always usually a little bit better on the big screen. That's true. Yeah, and and they're kind of far enough out that it might be uh might be it, all right. It might be possible. Yeah. Speaking of the Marvel stuff, Falcon and the Winter Soldier ended. Any yeah. thoughts on the conclusion or or overall on that show? Man, I'm just such a bummer. I yeah, I still fucking hate that mo- that show. Like wow. I didn't like it at all. You would go as far you hate it. Yeah, I, by the end I was just done with it. There's parts I, in it I like, but I like what they did with Falcon was I think they did the best that they could because I don't care about that character just generally. And I thought he was OK. I mean, whatever. He has some of the best fights in the final episode. So that's cool. Yep. Every yep. other character I still don't care about. I kind of just actively didn't want to watch it anymore at some point. I really didn't care about um u.s agent and his his yep. he just seems kind of muddied like i don't am i supposed to be cheering for him by the end of it am i am i not they, like I, they kind of forgot too because they kind of just stopped like giving him either a good guy or a bad guy role <laughs> yeah like it's i'm i mean he'll be in other stuff clearly based on the end of the that show yeah so um we'll see he i think he does a good job in the role of having a real punchable face he totally. reminds me of homelander from the boys, another extremely <laughs> punchable face. And I don't know if it's because if they're reminding me of each other because they both have a punchable face and they're blonde. And, but <laughs> I just kept thinking of Homelander the whole time. Although I think the sure. Homelander guy does it better. Um, yeah, he just sure. has like a real good like twitch when he's like about to crack. Uh, and then he melts somebody in half. That Man, the boys is a great show. Um, yeah, it really I, is. I, I enjoyed the final episode. There were some cool fight scenes when when you get to see the suit. I think when when you finally see the suit, it looks sure. like it's like they should have made the suit a little bit smaller because it looks a little baggy on him. It looks like it's a little too big. Like, oh, I didn't notice. Sam's got to bulk up a little bit because like, yeah, Captain wow. America, that dude's always wearing like a shirt that's like two sizes too small just to emphasize, like, look at this guy's chest. Whereas Sam, it's like they gave him like he has like uh, shoulder pads. 
And yeah. I guess maybe he needs it because he doesn't have the power. So maybe he needs a little armor, but it's I just kept looking at like that guy looks like he's in a suit that doesn't quite fit. Maybe that's the point. Maybe it's a metaphor. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't even notice that. I mean, it was made by the Wakandans off memory, probably of how big he was. So maybe they. Yeah, just man, messed that's up. true. It's like, yeah, well, we didn't have his body here. We, you asked for a suit like we, what are you we're going to get exact. Yeah, who Steve knows, would have fit in it. That's all we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been a funny line. Uh, it would have un- they, they couldn't have said that. That would have like destroyed a lot of the momentum they would have had. Totally. <laughs> that would have yeah. been pretty funny. Um, and. Well, I'm interested to see where they go with them from here, I guess, is the I would love a like, second most- season. They could if they were going to do a second season, there's a lot of things that they rushed in this one that I kind of wish they had drawn out a little bit more. I don't like how they. It just felt like there was so many cool ideas in there that they had to rush almost all of them. Yeah, I agree. I, I could have done with like one or two less plot points. Yeah, um, and just really sure. focus on one or two of them. Yeah, I think my favorite scene in that whole series is I think it's like the second last episode when Bucky and Sam are just like throwing the shield back and forth at each other. <laughs> Talking, and they're like yeah. b- bouncing off. I thought that was such a cool scene. So, um. I would like to see more with the two of them for sure. Um, the weird right, and then last thing, uh, slice last of thing life stuff yeah, yeah. where they're fixing last the boat. We, last thing we got to talk about before we do the episode proper is the latest invincible. Okay. Yeah. We have the, we have the finale coming tomorrow. I thought the last episode yeah. was great. It was pretty much just like a nonstop fight scene the yeah. whole time. <clears throat> um, I can't wait to see cause something has, there has to be some kind of shift that happens yep. in this next episode to to leave us going what's going to happen in season two and i'm so curious um yep a lot of cool reveals with like robot that whole like beginning <laughs> yeah. part was like with the gross thing um wow just what a like, what a great show i really hope they stick the landing i i would have to assume so they've had so many cool cliffhangers at this point yeah still my favorite um, thing on tv this year by far at the moment it is it is definitely um my favorite show of 2021 not that there's been a lot of them yeah yet um but just what a what a delightful surprise uh I so think. good yeah. i'm seeing in the chat apparently the episode's already out and was really really good so i i can't wait for that i also uh, like that they announced season two and three so that did good. yes no someone wrote in they say that two and three that's fantastic that yeah. oh that's so great um I, I liked that. Uh, I think my favorite line in that last episode was Omni Man's flying and they shoot the the satellite at him. And just before he's about to get hit, he just says something like, who would dare? And then he gets hit. And I just love the idea of like him being like, who on earth would like attack me? Like they are asking for it. And I, I just I, I laughed. That was great. Yeah, um, it's a good shit. Good for show. Sure. Good show for sure. All right. Um, this is the top down perspective, uh, a video game <laughs> podcast. If you're confused, is it? Yeah, it, it is. It's a it's video games. Um, hence the name of the of the uh, <laughs> podcast uh, for April 29th. I'm Sean Booker. Paul Fleck. John Wheeler. If you rearrange the letters in top down perspective, it's it says video games. Yep. So yeah, That's don't check facts. You can, you can just trust it's me. It's on no D and a lot of other letters are yeah. silent. There's no way to even find it. Uh, we've been talking a lot. So, uh, John, your turn to start talking. What have you been playing? 
I played a game from a childhood called Pac-In-Time. It is a Super Nintendo game where Pac-Man gets sent back in time to the year 1975 and must, year. Uh, as a okay. child, defend himself from the ghost witch of Nitor and the regular ghosts, too, and uh, get <laughs> okay. back in time by defeating the evil gum monster. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so this was a adventure puzzle game that I played as a kid. I used to rent it. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, so, so yeah, it's not you, Pac-Man. No, uh, you've got like a, a area you can platform around. You get four different abilities. You get a grappling hook, you get fireballs, you get a hammer, and you get the ability to breathe and swim underwater. So these are all Dude, hidden in like guy- little... Dude should have brought some of this stuff back with him, man. He, he has none of this stuff. He got, yeah, oh, oh, forward. Yeah, he should have done that. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, not even a hammer. Don't know how I built his house. So it's a it's a platforming game where you need to go around collecting all the pack dots, but it's like an open area where you need to, like, find areas to grapple from, to, like, fly up and down. Um, you have to avoid taking damage. You have a health bar in this version. In other versions of the game, you don't. Uh... It's just a weird puzzle game that was is kind of cool, but just is brutally hard and just takes a while to get through. Uh, as a I'm kid, assuming it's a side-scrolling platformer. Yeah, if it's on, but it's, it's very it's very vertical. Uh, he does, but they're very short, so he rolls <laughs> around a lot. Oh, okay. One of the main things is like if you hold the jump button, he kind of just bounces around a lot, like he's a rubber ball. Right. Yeah. Uh, as a kid, I got to stage 22 and I couldn't figure out how to get past it because, uh, nothing, I didn't have a manual because it was a rental and nothing in the game had taught me what to do as an adult who had to look it up still. Cause I still couldn't figure out what to do cause I didn't have the manual again. Uh, turns out there's a, a move you need to do that you've never needed to use up to that point in this game to get to stage 22 out of. 50 and uh you only need to do it two other times in the whole game and because i didn't know how to do this move (laughs) i could never beat it as a kid and now i have so i have closure but uh up to that point in the game the grappling hook is just for grappling on the ceilings and getting higher up and maybe like loosening some ceiling spots if you hit it at the right time uh you you can never shoot it left or right never okay but If you walk up to a uh, a blocked sewage drain and start pushing on it and then use the grappling hook, you will fire it left or right and open the grate. What? Yeah. <laughs> uh, wait, how, wait, how does that work in like actual in like real life? So you're like you're shooting the grappling hook away from the sewer grate. So it's pulling the. the no, you're sh- you, you put you. You're literally like your hand is on the sewer grate. You then point blank shoot the grappling hook and then it attaches itself and then you walk away and you pull it backwards. Oh, okay. Huh. okay. Yeah, you do that three, maybe four times total in all 50 stages. And uh, the second <laughs> time is the stage after you learn how to do it. Uh, and because it, it's written, it's <clears throat> one sentence in the manual, which I never saw because didn't have it. So that's why I never figured it out as a kid. Sure. It's really, really fucking stupid. But uh, the game itself was okay. 
Uh, Ward is welcome by the end, but at least it had passwords and uh, you got three continues per per attempt, even with passwords. So it was somewhat forgiving in the end, even if the stages were just brutal. So cool. if it's like a prequel, <clears throat> is there any cool like Easter egg like origin stories for like the ghosts or the fruit? Nope. Nope. Not oh, even man. anything remotely like that. Man. It's just he got tra- he got transported back in time years before Pac-Man was a known name in his area. And uh, the ghosts transformed his area into evil because plot. That's it. There's no real. That would have been so cool if you came across like so 75. That would have been like, what, 10 years before Pac-Man? Pac-Man was 80, I thought. It was 80. OK, five years. Um, I assumed it was like somewhere in the 80s um mm-hmm. that would have been cool if you came across like four elderly people who just happened to be like red yellow pink oh before so you, the ghosts die so you murder them yeah. basically <laughs> <laughs> that, i was gonna say but and it's just kind of you understood that they die and they're the ghosts oh. but no that one makes more way more sense if you murder them so they're haunting you but yeah. then it's this re- it's this cyclical thing of like you're the reason these ghosts are after you. You caused this. Yeah, and that would actually the be whole kind thing of on your funny. head. That would yeah. actually be like, kind of funny. Pac Man is the bad Pac Man, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been incredible. No, nothing like neat. that. I remember seeing this in the video game, like in the store, so many times and never renting it. But I always thought it was funny because it looked like Count Chocula was on the cover. Yeah, no, that's the ghost witch of Nitor, apparently. Of course it is. Man, I kind of wish I had rented this as a kid. This looks fun. I mean, I guess I could play it now, but who has time to play games? Yeah, you can just go play it now. Uh, Apparently this was a sequel to Pac-Man 2, The New Adventures, that weird game where you're not Pac-Man, you're the slingshot directing Pac-Man. Right. (laughs) I have no idea what this is. Which I believe is the other game that the ghost witch of Nitor shows up in, so... (laughs) Is it a ghost that has witch powers or it's, is it it's a, a it's a human looking it looks like a vampire. She looks like a vampire. So where but does it, the ghost part come in? She's does she's she summon the, ghosts? She controls like, the ghosts, apparently. That's why she's Okay, the so ghost her spells witch. are ghost based. I guess. No, I don't know, because she uses it, it literally says she uses the forbidden spell to put Pac-Man back in time. It's literally what the game says. Okay. What was what's the reason of bringing him back in time like, to kill him there because apparently he just they just can't just kill him with a spell. They have to send him back in time to kill him because then he's weak. <clears throat> OK, you makes know, sense. It's, it's you know, it's SNES game logic. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not going to argue with it. Nice. Uh, is that it? Yep, that's it. Now, other than, you know, across because S6 is out now. <laughs> Of course. Oh man, have you been? Have they added anything, or is it just nope. more? Okay, it's just more. It's okay. just more. All right. I still, I still bet it's just <clears throat> like S one, and you just can't tell because you've played so much across. That's you that's think it's guess. literally the exact same puzzles, and you yeah, it could be. Yeah, like you wouldn't know. <laughs> At this point, you're right. I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. So, and even if you did, you'd probably still play it. Um, all right, Paul, you're playing the new game, so mm-hmm. tell us about it. Yeah, that. I finished off Narita Boy. <laughs> yep. Oh, the I'm happy game. for you. That's a, that's a great game. Yeah. Uh, 
that game you're right so the last area did feel a little shorter but one of the last boss is annoyingly tedious but like not very hard the boss before him was weirdly much harder the like guy before him the hand is what they call him it's basically just like a bunch of bullet hell shit thrown at you that you oh, as you fight I don't him. I can't remember the hand. Uh the final boss was the hardest one for me. It was the one I died the most in. Sure, just because it takes forever though. Like it's so long feel and it I think he only has like three phases like the rest of them, but each phase just feels like it takes just all day to do. It t- it feels like a very long time. That story is weird and it gets way weirder and it ends off on the weirdest note. <laughs> possible maybe you're right i do love that they straight up are just like to be continued and like shits hit the fan you're no you're totally right like not only does it kind of not end it's kind of worse than it not ending and like the next game is going to be bigger and it's weird like jesus it's hard to go it's hard to talk about what's fun or cool about that game though without spoilers so we're not going to get into that um but yeah i've been playing near replicant Kind of. I started it, I'll say. I'm only this about the four remake? hours in. This is the remake, yeah. Near Replicant. How much of, how much of the numbers can you say? 1.2. It's square root of <laughs> 1.5, so 1.2 something. I don't know, 2-2. Yeah. Two, okay. two. yeah. Uh, so I didn't play Near uh, Gestalt or Gestalt at all. Uh, I remembered, I don't think I've even seen it on PS3, like... Because it was out on Xbox for a while, and I saw versions of that, but when that game came out, I didn't have an Xbox, and I looked for it on PS3, which I've still, I don't think I've ever seen a physical PS3 copy, but I also didn't look very hard, if I'm going to be honest. Um, That game seems totally fine so far. I know that they've said they've fixed the combat to be more like what people expect after playing Automata, and I don't so I don't know what the old combat is like. And that's the thing I remember people saying is fucking garbage about that game. So I don't know if I'm actually getting the experience of the old game if they fixed the part that's really bad. But that's fine. I'm enjoying it. Uh, it took about an hour for it to actually really start rolling into stuff that I found interesting, which is way like longer than the other game, which just like right from the get go kind of had a big thing that got me interested in it. Sure. Uh, uh, So it's a little slower of a burn. It sounds like from what people have said or talked about, it's going to be kind of just a slower burn in general. And that's fine. Like I'm picking up weird side missions, like getting mutton for people, like basically kill 10 lambs or whatever and bring me their meat, like dumb MMO shit. I I have heard the side quests kind of suck in this game. So far, they've been pretty boring, but like... I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> I play MMOs, so I'm not opposed to just like grinding out some sheep and like killing a bunch of stuff for a while while listening to the music, which is fantastic. The the flower side quest, the flower planting one, I have heard a couple times now. So I guess look out yeah. for that one. There is one where I had to do a delivery of something that was breakable, which means I couldn't dodge or get hit or anything. And I had to go through like two or three areas with a bunch of monsters and like it broke by that the sounds from, did I think Automata had that as well, like a breakable thing. That sounds familiar. Yeah, it might have. I don't remember, but it still sucks. 
So, <laughs> so there's that. Um, yeah, I don't know. There, if you liked that game, you'll like this one probably. It has a lot of the same weird shit going on. I will say it's not going as far as that one did yet in the weird shit, and I'm about four hours in, where that one didn't take long for it to get like super interesting. So yeah, I'm just I'm kind of expecting it's going to take a while and just to get into the stuff like the real meat of it to begin with. But the voice acting is fantastic. The music's fantastic. The world looks pretty good for like a remastered old game and uh, it plays totally fine. So I'm looking forward to getting into more of it. I'm just a little bummed that I know how it ends because it's an old game and I've gotten that through osmosis. Over the years. Oh, so. I thought you were going to say because of Automata. And I was like, isn't this like 10,000 years before Automata? Oh, yeah. No, not because of like yeah. anything directly towards Automata. Just. Yeah. At like, yeah. Just because I've heard how it ends before. OK. So that's I'll a bummer. That to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's uh, it. All right. I played through all of Wilmot's Warehouse. Which is a which is a quirky little game. This is um, it's on Game Pass. Uh, oh, okay. If, if people are interested, this is an organization game. Um, you pretty much so let uh, let me g- ask you guys a question. So you start off, they give you a bunch of uh, little squares that have the snowflake on them. Okay. So you put all the snowflakes together because you you want it to be organized. <clears throat> sure. Then they give you a bunch of squares with top hats on them. So you put all the top hats together. Now they give you a bunch of squares that have ski hats on them. Where do you put them? You make another pile of ski hats. What? But what if you need to put it next to with one of the other things you just got? How do you? Oh, I kill myself because I can't deal with this. (laughs) John, what would you do? (laughs) I didn't hear the question. <laughs> so I you get a bunch out, of squares like hats, 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 hats. <laughs> so you get a bunch of squares that have snowflakes on them, you put them together. You get yeah. a bunch of squares that have top hats on them, you put those in their own pile. You get a bunch of squares that have like ski hats on them. Which pile do you add yeah. them to? Out of those two? Yep. I would assume the snowflake. Okay. You can do whatever you want. Interesting. Oh, and that's kind of that's kind of where the enjoyment and the stress of this game comes from is you yeah. work in a warehouse <laughs> and every day you will get a new shipment of items and you need to just basically kind of you can leave them if you want, but they're not going to be very organized. And at the end of each day, you will have four customers coming up asking for a certain number of each square. Sure. And you need to quickly in 90 seconds grab all the grab the items and go to the people and give it to them i've so this so it behooves you to put everything in in piles of their own things however you don't have enough space in the warehouse and event and the warehouse is also big enough that you can't see it all at once in fact you you can't even see everything that's on the screen because you have a, a, a a like a vision diameter around you so you need to get somewhat close to stuff so you need to start kind of making a mental map of like, OK, I'm going to make the whole bottom left corner of the warehouse the the snow related items. 
but I'm going to make everything in the top right anything with a yellow background. And then the top left is going to be anything that's really orange and purple. So this is, I'm kind of explaining my scenario. So you'll get four items each turn. That will eventually go up to 200 different items that you will get by the end of the game. Out of a possible 500. So every time you do, it's I don't want to say like a run, but there is like a, a, a start and an end to it. It takes about six hours to get through all four years. Um, it'll be different because you'll get a different combination of items in a completely different order. So it'll kind of change how your warehouse is. You also can earn um, upgrades um, based on how well you're performing. You'll get you get like star bonuses and you can spend those stars to get upgrades such as roller skates. So you can do like a dash move to move around the warehouse faster. You can get a little robot buddy who will just help carry stuff around, which is pretty great. Um, this game's also co-op local only, I should say. Um, but that can be fun, too, because then you can kind of have someone being like, OK, I'm just going to bring this stuff over here. You do the like fine tuning of like putting them into the shelves and stuff. And there isn't actually shelves. It's all 2D. Um, but you you actually kind of really get a grip of like, oh, I bet this is exactly kind of how warehouses work, because I had to like. I should also say at the end of each quarter. So after like after like, you know, four weeks, uh, there's a stock taking time where there, nothing is t- counting down anymore. And you can put everything away, which which is you need to do because it's going to get real messy and you need to like organize your shit. I had to reset up how my warehouse is organized three times before the game ended. Even with that, the last half a year, I basically said, fuck it. I, I can't organize anything anymore. And I just let a pile of nonsense build in the center as the delivery trucks kept dumping squares. And I was like, I'm just going to like hope that I don't need to pull from there and I have enough inventory everywhere else. And I was able to finish it, but I almost got to the point where there was no more space to move because that center pile got so big. Um, So don't be like me. But anyway, this sounds miserable. Yeah, I was going to say this sounds fun for somebody like you who has not worked in a warehouse for their whole (laughs) life like me. This is life. This isn't fun. Nothing about yeah, this is it, fun. It's an organization game. I feel like if you like games, possibly like Sim City, where you're like, oh, I'm going to set up my houses and, and the power supplies like this. And then you realize this was great for the small little section I had. When but you once to, we got yeah. bigger, yeah. now it makes absolutely no sense. I need to tear this down and spread out. That's the exact kind of game this is. Sure. Um, it's fun. It's got nice music. The look of it is real great. It, it kind of reminded me of like a Baba's You look where everything is like on a black I, background with bright I colors. Um, I, I recommend it. I think it's worth at least checking out just to kind of get the feel for what it is. Because um, you get you get extremely intimate with like this is how I'm going to make columns here and I'm going to have little walkways between this so I can get in and I can get out. And this is where the purple things are that have a lot of white in them. But this is where all the purple things are that have no white in them. <laughs> um, and uh, it was a good hmm. time. I, I managed to play the whole thing. And it's on Game Pass, you said? It is on Game Pass. Yes. Cool. Again, that is Wilmot's Warehouse. The other game I playing this week is I finally started Immortals Phoenix Rising. Oh, okay. I forgot what Immortals was. I re- recognized the name, but I was like, Immortals. That's a terrible name still. Without the Phoenix Rising, I don't know what it is. I don't think, yeah, I don't think, think Phoenix Rising is very good either. No. Uh, I liked Gods and Monsters. I did too. <laughs> um, isn't Immortals the name of that 300 sequel? 
I think prequel. so. I guess, yeah. I think it was. Anyway, There's a lot of things that. named Immortals, so <laughs> it's not exactly narrowing it down. I played through all of My Immortal by Evanescence, and it was an awful time. Isn't the Marvel's Immortals coming out at some point? Yeah. The Mar- yeah, it comes out this September. Even better. <laughs> I didn't yeah. realize it was that soon. <clears throat> Well, everything got delayed from last year, so we get we, there's a lot of Marvel this year. Yeah, um, Immortals: Phoenix Rising. I'm really liking it. I just like the way it plays. It's obviously sure. scratching the Breath of the Wild itch. I wish I wish yeah. no character spoke, dude. Like, oh my god, I wish no <laughs> character spoke to the point where it was like, like so. As Paul's talked about the Prometheus and the Zeus narrating like almost every movement you make. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. And I and I really hate that they do it right off the bat because yeah. if you if they didn't, it would have been a game where you're like coming to an island out of nowhere after being shipwrecked and there's just people turned to stone and like weird creatures. It would have been just so cool to just kind of learn what happened from um the one guy who's still alive, yada, yada. And the, and the yeah. few people that you can talk to, like just kind of piecing stuff together. But no, Zeus and Prometheus are there literally telling you everything going on. And it's like, man, yeah. you are leave Like, it's such a stark change. You think of Breath of the Wild, which is all like, we're not going to really tell you anything. There's a big bad thing in the middle. Here's a video game. Yeah. And it's complete mystery. Yeah. Whereas this one's like, and then Phoenix stepped with her left foot. And then she stepped with her right foot. Then she climbed a wall. Then she fought a monster. Like, like almost literally doing that. And then the insert dad joke there. here. Insert other character yelling at other yeah. character for dad oh, joke. Holy smokes. Those yeah. guys, they're so annoying. Yeah, they're bad. Uh, and so that's the worst part. I yeah. really just wish they were gone. Yep. Um, Agreed. I'm not even a huge fan of any time like Phoenix is talking to people because there's like a weird kind of like element of goofiness that they're trying to put in there that I just do not care about. Yep. Agreed. For sure. All. Um, to the point where it's like Ubisoft saw the fun little cooking animation and song that plays in Breath of the Wild and thought, what if we did something similar like that with no good song? every time you interact with one of the crafting things and it's like, yeah. I don't want to watch Phoenix tap on the, the bowl. Every time I make a potion, this is, I'm not totally. enjoying like, come on. Um, it's, it's weird that some, like they took, they took everything from breath of the wild to the point where you get a like magnetism item as your first thing. Yep. And then some of the other stuff, they're like, what if we did the opposite of this? And it's like, Oh, please don't. Um, with all that said, though, that's kind of just set dressing around it. I think the gameplay is is fun. I'm enjoying yep. it. I like you get a double jump. You do right off the bat. That's, yep. that's great. Um, the glide is cool. You can speed up the glide like there's a lot of cool traversal stuff. Um, and then it just kind of has the gameplay from Breath of the Wild. So I'm just enjoying that. I'm, I'm enjoying the little puzzle areas I'm getting to. Yeah, um, sure. it's a really you know, it good plays, game. Yeah, totally plays fine. I think you just play with that game on mute. Yep. in a podcast you're having yep. yourself a good video game time right there i agree yep. yeah i'm so glad that um, you're not like oh yeah they're hilarious like oh my god why <laughs> i'm sure there are people that like find them hilarious and more power to you if you can stand it i can't it drove me yeah. crazy yeah no i'm uh it's it's fine i i'm enjoying my time with it so i'm gonna be playing that for the next uh little while here going through that 
Cool. Um, but that's all I've been playing. So let's do some news. Yes, we're going to oh, watch Oh, wait, this. I got a trailer of the week. New trailer of the week for people to watch. Um, oh, it's this game has come called Unbeatable. This, so this is actually a Kickstarter trailer, um, which means they're kind of describing what the game is at the same time, as opposed to it just being a straight up trailer. So this is what's like on their Kickstarter. The what I why I mentioned this is Studio Trigger made this trailer. Um, and if you know Studio Trigger, they do fantastic animation. Yeah, they did the Shantae in the Seven Sirens trailer. Yep, I think they also... Did they do River City Girls? Or am I mistaken? I, mean, I actually haven't been way forward. Um, anyway, what Unbeatable is... Uh, again, it's a Kickstarter game. It's a rhythm game when you where you only pl- press up and down um, to like attack enemies that are coming. This is Muse Dash. If anybody's this, is ever seen- fi- this is One Finger Death Punch. Yeah, there's a whole lot of games that this is exactly like. But yeah, this looks neat. Looks like a cool game. I just really kind of wanted to bring out the trailer because the way they're like presenting all this animation is very cool. It is a really nice trailer. Yeah. Um. So if people <laughs> are interested in, in, in the trailer of the week, it's unbeatable. Look up the Kickstarter trailer on YouTube. Um, just a real great way to make a trailer. Way to go, Studio Trigger, once again. Yeah, it looks um, cool. Um, I'm looking forward to the game itself. It, it has a great art style. The music seems pretty cool, too. Um, all right. Some news proper. Halo Infinite. We got a big kind of dump of news this morning alongside a blog post by <laughs> Xbox's uh, Matt Booty uh, talking about kind of their commitment to PC gaming and then kind of what they're doing with Halo Infinite at the moment. Um, the big thing with the PC gaming is they're um, matching Epic's rev share of, sorry, of 88%. They are changing from the wow. 70% model that they currently have, that Steam still has, and they're doing the 88% one. So just a great example of competition, meaning everyone else, everyone wins. Uh, so good on Microsoft for sure. Um, and in terms of Halo, they're talking that Halo is going to have cross-play and progression across the PC and the Xbox version. Um, it's going to support PC in a major way. Again, this was a blog post primarily talking about their PC initiatives. Uh, and, uh, cool. you know, they, they went to pretty, they go into a lot of detail. I could say things like it's going to support ultra wide and super ultra wide triple key binds. Um, if you're interested, you should just go look up the blog post, but, um, I'm glad to see they've said their commitment to Game Pass on PC is going to be getting better. Cool. Um, glad to hear it. Which yeah, <clears> I'm sure plenty, everyone's glad to hear it for sure. Yep. Uh, in other news, when it comes to online platforms getting better, the Google Stadia store yeah. now has a search bar. Why even say anything <laughs> if you have nothing to say? Uh, <clears throat> um, this happened yesterday. A search bar is now rolling out to the Google Stadia store. There's a sneak peek into the next features coming on their blog. I actually did not click the link to what else is coming. But if the headliner is a search bar, I can't imagine it's a whole lot of other stuff. Looks like there's an activity feed. Okay. Something to do with game captures. <clears throat> That's about it. Cool. Anyway, 
This this store didn't have a search bar? Yeah, you know what? Google's not known for searching, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much the thing I didn't, or that I heard uh, in comparison <laughs> with this. Honestly, I didn't notice because I haven't used Stadia since they had enough games to need to search. It was here. It was kind of just like, here's the 12. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Um, all right. In <laughs> other, like, why is this happening news? Mm-hmm. Nintendo choosing in the weirdest way to support some of their games over others. Nintendo, the company that said Super Mario Maker 2, we're good. That's the end of that. Have now updated Super Mario Party with an online mode. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Why? Uh, I saw a rumor that <clears throat> Super Mario Party is launching in China very soon, and this might just be a preemptive, hey, let's put this feature in for the Chinese launch. That's the current rumor. I don't know if that's actually oh. true, because we know Nintendo just kind of does shit whenever, but uh, that's the one that seems to have the most, most weight at the moment. I guess. Maybe. I don't know. I Like, if they had done this, like around the start of the pandemic? Okay. I understand the meaning behind that. Sure. Kind of at the end of the pandemic in a lot of places? I I don't know. Anyway. Online for Mario Party. There you go. Last bit of news. <laughs> this, this, is a, this is a whole week of weird news. Sega is going to launch some NFTs using some of their in IP property Specifically, they are partnering with Double Jump Tokyo to make blockchain games. Are people still not convinced uh, that block- that whole thing's a scam yet? Like, because this is one of those, like, really kind of situations. This is definitely one of those, like, why are you doing this? Uh, I don't know. I feel Weird. like Sega will, will ring anything they can from their old IPs. Um, so this kind of makes some sense to me. It's this, and I wouldn't be surprised if Atari <laughs> didn't do something like this. Atari. Yeah. Sure. Anyway, uh. so I guess some game is coming. I don't know if it'll make it outside of Japan, but uh, it'll use the power of the blockchain. And I, I don't, I barely know what that means. I guess you're mining while you play. Are you mining for them? Wasn't that the whole issue yeah. with like the? That Cooking Mama game, or one of the many issues with that Cooking Mama game, is that people thought it was actually mining because they said it as a buzzword in the in the release trailer. You, you know, you're right. I do remember that there was a big controversy over it. I can't exactly remember if it was blockchain related. It was that I, was it, one part of it. Familiar. Another thing was like they didn't have the license from the original company, or apparently there was just a lot of that's shit. That's what it was, and they had like stolen yeah. it or something. It was right? like a full it was a huge mess. By the way, that came out to PS4 like a couple months ago. Nice. Great. <sighs> hmm. So there you go. Some crypto mining, I guess. Did you guys uh, know there was a news. did you guys oh. know there was a state of play today from PlayStation? Yeah, I didn't watch I, it. I watched it. Yeah, I watched um, it. You you don't need to watch it. Oh yeah, there wasn't a lot. It was a it was a deep dive on Ratchet. I think that game looks fantastic. That game looks great. Uh, it was Subnautica, Arctic Freeze, or Below Zero, whatever it's called, uh, showing off a little bit. It was Among Us for PS4 and PS5 announced, and then it was 15 minutes of Ratchet and Clank. 
I can't wait for Subnautica, man. Two weeks. Hell yeah. I can't wait for Ratchet and Clank sometime in June. Me. Can't wait. I, I can wait for Among Us. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. all of us can. <laughs> well, there was also a Ratchet and Clank skin for Among Us. Ooh. Yep. Never That's mind. Correct. I'm in. <clears throat> all right. Let's do some questions. If you would like to send in questions, it's topdownperspective at gmail.com, at TDP podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. This first one comes in from Kevin, and he would like us to define the following based on the number of songs you think <coughs> should be in each one. So, Paul, digital single. Oh, um, digital single, one, maximum two. John? Same, one, maximum two, and usually digital single implies just one. Yep. I would say one. Paul, single. Um, up to four. And now I'll actually tell you what the term is. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, if single. This, if this is a physical single, then yeah, one to three. It's just single. I got. Yeah. That's all I got. One, one to three. Mm-hmm. One to three. Okay. Is it Paul? What do you think? Maximum four. One to four. Wow. Okay. I've ne- so I've never heard of this third <laughs> term. Oh, for single, I would say one again. May- Maybe yeah, okay. like a remix version as well, but yeah, sure. the same song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So this next turn, I've never heard of this maxi single. Have you heard of this before? Maxi single. Yeah. Uh, a music single released with more than the usual two tracks of an A side or B side song. So huh. a single release is actually two because A side and B side yes. and maxi would be more. So I guess technically what I, I was thinking of is a maxi single. This, yeah, a single of up to two of up to four. I would say I agree, <clears throat> up to four. I guess I would say three. Have you ever heard this term used? No. Yes, but yeah. I didn't understand what it meant because. OK. My favorite band does weird like singles like Nine Inch Nails is known for doing all of this sort of shit. OK, so. Uh, term four EP. Yeah. This for me is six to eight, usually. I would, I would See, say, I'm, 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 yeah, I would say four to say six. five. Five, yeah, five would be fine. <laughs> fine. See, I feel like once you're getting to eight, like I could, I could say that's like the bottom tier of like that's an album. It could be. I'm also, yeah. yeah. Things are different now because you can release a digital oh, album that's four. I mean, twenty one twelve by Rush is a single song technically, and it's a full. Yeah, you can do whatever album. you want. Yeah, yeah. What do you think when you hear mini album, which also I've never heard the term mini album. Yeah, I don't think I've heard this one. Unless it's on mini discs. I've, I've seen mini discs that I would call a mini album, like those little sure. small CDs. <laughs> Let me see if there's a, a mini short album, vinyl I would assume record. is like a track. Yeah, I would assume that's like four to six again. Is it like an EP? Yeah, I think EP and mini album yeah. are the same. I mean, I, I assume I, these I are getting progressively assume, bigger based on the the. Order that's the thing is like I feel like I need to pick a higher number than five, but like I would have one dollar, Bob, one dollar. Yeah, like six or seven, I guess. Okay, LP. LP. I, I mean, that's just like a standard album, right? An LP is slightly that's shorter like than a, a an actual less. album. Yeah. That's the thing is <laughs> I've always heard LP and album interchangeable. Yeah, sure. me too. Um, um hmm. 
LP. And, and honestly, I don't really hear LP pretty much ever. I hear EP. Because we don't use records anymore. Like the a lot of these are record terms. Right. So what do you think of when you hear LP? Um, more than eight, I guess, because e- I usually think of an EP or mini album or whatever up to eight songs. LP would be basically anything more than eight. John? Yeah, I would say eight. I mean, at this point, I'm kind of just being <clears throat> like, well, what do I think album is, which is the last term? And I'm going to pick a smaller number for LP. OK, <laughs> so like al- album is like, I don't know, 10 plus. So I guess LP is, yeah, eight. What do you guys think for album? Album would be eight or higher, probably 10 <clears throat> usually. And Paul, what, how many songs do you think if, there, if it's an album? Let's say 10 and above. Okay. What's a number where if, let's say it, it, they're like, here's an album and it has X number of songs. We are like, wow, that's a lot of songs. Like, what's the lowest number where you think it's a lot for an album? Um, lowest oh. number, 15. I was going to say about, I was going to say 14. Thir- okay. At 13, I'm like, okay. If you say 14, I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. Sure. I would probably say 16. Like, uh, yeah. one of my favorite albums by Green Day is like 20 <laughs> tracks. And I'm like, that's a big album. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. A lot yeah. of rap albums have like weird skits and shit in them too which yeah kind of inflate that number so none of this shit really matters the only time it mattered was when you had a physical media that you had to fit stuff on so an lp would be like four songs on one side and four songs on another because that's physically what you could fit on it right none of that matters or has mattered for like generations now <laughs> like a long time yeah yeah Okay, next from Kalman. You return home to find former chess world champion Gary Kasparov sitting by your door waiting to ask you a very important question. That's right. What is the difference between a strategy RPG and a tactical RPG? That's not the question I was expecting. How do you respond? (laughs) What is the difference between a tactical and strategy RPG? Uh, so I, I believe the difference is one's on a grid and the other isn't. I think that's literally the oh, only difference. Okay. When I hear tactical RPG, I was going to I was going to say grid, but I, I almost want to broaden that a little bit um, to anything where it's like I have where it's kind of turn based and, and there's like a set number of actions. Uh, I would still okay. consider that tactical. Like I think of like skulls of the show gun, which it's not on a grid but I can still only move them a certain amount and I'm pretty much moving them like I would like a Fire Emblem character, but they just happen to be able to move wherever they want. Okay. Interesting. And then strategy would be just kind of anything else, (laughs) which I'm trying to think like what's like a specific strategy RPG that isn't like an RTS. What comes up when you search strategy? RPGs? When I search up tactical RPGs, I get grid-based stuff like Front Mission, Shining sure. Force. That makes sense. Strategy RPG brings up Final Fantasy Tactics, Tactical <laughs> over Front Mission. So basically, I think the and I think it's interchangeable. Uh, 
It seems that, yeah, because I'm getting a bunch of grid-based stuff here as well. XCOM for strategy. But when I when I think of strategy RPG, I think of stuff like Rome Total War and those kinds of games without knowing a ton about them. Hmm. It could be the amount of characters you control, like maybe one is just like groups of enemies a la like StarCraft or like any game like that. While the other is just like more unit based. I don't know. I've never yeah. really. I've always thought they were more or less interchangeable. Then their, their difference might just be the grid. Does the RPG part have any like say in here? Like, is there <clears throat> a difference between an RPG that uses strategy or tactics, or is it just interchangeable? It seems like it would just be again, interchangeable. I, well, again, I, when I think of strategy RPG, I think of stuff like Rome Total War, yeah. where it's it's a it's a larger scale kind of thing. Sure, not necessarily an, an RTS. Um, and that is interesting about the RPG thing. Like, can can I think of an, a tactical RPG that does not have RPG mechanics? Mm. And like everything I think of is no, you are leveling up characters in, in some way. Characters are getting better. Okay, I guess uh, Advance Wars. You don't level up those characters. So similar with um. What was the one from like two years ago that was very advanced wars like? Oh, Wargroove. Wargroove, where right, it's more right. just like you're kind of deploying. <clears throat> that one's more kind of, um, I guess, RTS like, where you're just deploying more and more units and then you are moving them on a grid. So there, that's one that does not have the RPG elements, I guess. I looked up strategy RPG and TV tropes, and it says this subgenre is also called tactical RPG. <laughs> I guess. I mean, tactics and strategy are those not synonyms? They, yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. I, I would assume so. <laughs> yeah, I guess the only thing that prevents me from wanting to like use them interchangeably is if someone said to me, "Fire Emblem, the strategy RPG," I'd be like. I'd prefer to call it a tactical RPG, but maybe that's just because I grew up calling those games. Like, maybe that's because I've played Final Fantasy Tactics, and so that's the one that's ingrained with the grid. It might be. I've I've kind of got the same mindset there. Yeah. Is there any difference if you're thinking in terms of positioning makes a difference? Besides, like, just you have a bunch of guys fighting a bunch of guys on a standard screen, whereas one would be like you have to position guys a certain way, kind of like into the breach. Like there was. Would, was that more tactical or strategy to like push well, guys so I say tactical because it has the grid right okay and but the strategy know, Final Fantasy Tactics is to like even Final Fantasy Tactics it meant it determined you had, you know, there was a purpose for which way you pointed someone because you could do more damage to someone if you hit them from behind and such I like it much like from chat here reason. tactic is short term and strategy is long term to me that's kind of a neat little way to put it as well True. I mean, at the same time, though, I've played some like fire fire levels where it was like this was hard. It took me an hour yeah. to like get my way through that because I was going <laughs> to lose somebody forever. Um, sure. But was that the strategy is you didn't want to lose the guy. That's why it was a strategy, because that guy would be more important later, whereas tactically you could have just been moved on. This is such a dumb like. Yeah, <laughs> thing it, it kinda, it, but I, I, we ask this stuff all the time. 
Yeah. I mean, that's the fun in it, right? It, I think tactics, there's there's an emphasis on specific units, personally. Okay, sure. And that, and just for, because most of the time there is, and then, of course, the grid <laughs> system as well. Strategy, all those games, I can't think of a, of a strategy game where there's a, such a focus on the characters. Sure. Okay. Fair enough. It's more groups of them. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, next up from VGC Kenny. Where do you consider Mario's anniversary to be? Years ending in one for Donkey Kong, years ending in three for Mario Bros, or years ending in five for Super Mario Bros? Oh, okay, I see. The, the character, Donkey Kong, so one. Yeah, uh, yeah. The games? I was going to say one. Bros, five. Oh, really? See, I feel like the three and five option here are like interchangeable. Those are connected. Yeah, I kind of agree. A little bit. I mean, it, like I can't see an argument. I think an argument one. for one of those better than the other. I think the but argument I think for I would go one. for the character. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of similar, like a few years back, like Superman celebrated his like 75th anniversary, I think. But at the same time, they also celebrated Lois Lane's 75th anniversary because that would have also been the first appearance of her. Oh, yeah. In the same comic, despite it not being a Lois Lane comic. And I know it wasn't a Superman comic. It was action comics, but it was Superman comic. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I think from that, yeah, I think you go Donkey Kong. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, second half here. What is Donkey Kong if not just a vertical Mario level? Mm-hmm. Donkey Kong was Mario's pet, so. Yep. When it's when it's high, cool slash warm, but not hot, around seventy five or around seven Celsius or forty five Fahrenheit to about eighteen Celsius to sixty five Fahrenheit. Do you prefer sweatshirts and shorts or no sh- sweatshirt and pants? I hate shorts. Always pants, so that option. I, I hate I hate shorts. Uh <laughs> I love shorts. Yeah. <laughs> so anytime I can wear shorts, I'm wearing shorts. I'm My rule pretty much is here. if I look at the um uh weather forecast for the day, if it's going above fifteen degrees Celsius, I'm going out in shorts. Fair enough. I'm I'm t-shirt and jeans, and if it's cool enough, uh, a light hoodie. Sure. And I have to do a mm-hmm. I have to do like a zippered hoodie because I need to I need to be able to like yeah. regulate the temperature. That yeah. I agree with I, for sure. I can't do a pullover hoodie. Not ever. I used to no. all the time, but it got way too cumbersome for that reason. Yeah. As a kid, yeah, I did that, and then I got a zippered hoodie, and I was like, I am never going back. Totally. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, Suku Suku writes, troubling business. That supervillain who killed Rob. Who is he talking? Yeah, about? I don't know. <laughs> John, does this ring? Is this an actual thing? Well, robotic operating buddy. Well, I know Rob's a real thing. Did a supervillain kill Rob did, or is this a man? Did we have scenario? a question? That we had a question. I think pretty sure we had a question about this in the past. I think so, too. Okay. So we made up the supervillain. Okay. Okay. The supervillain who killed Rob went back in time once more to make sure the original Popeye game was made. Erasing Donkey Kong Arcade from the timeline. Okay. <laughs> there must be a new Mr. Video Games. Who can take Mario's place? Who would you want it to be? Is there some history about uh, a Popeye game yeah. getting replaced by Donkey Kong? I don't yeah. know about this. Uh, 
Miyamoto and them were originally going to make a Popeye game, but they couldn't get the license, so they made Donkey Kong instead. Okay, that that actually I feels like that's yeah. something I would have read about. Yeah, they I, they still I, ended up making a Popeye game eventually, but yeah, it was it was supposed to be Donkey Kong, and it, or it was supposed to be Popeye, but it turned into Donkey Kong instead. Yeah. Okay. There must be a new Mister Video Games. <laughs> there must yeah. always be so a Mister Video Games. <laughs> Who's iconic? Do you think it would have been Popeye? Mm, no, I think the I licensing think. issue would have would have caused problems there. It wouldn't have been Popeye. I mean, it's got to be something that was like popular enough, but just not like, do you think it would have been Sonic? I think if, yeah. it, would we look at, if we're going off of current they, mascots, then yeah, probably Sonic or uh, or maybe even Pac-Man got another chance. Who knows? Oh, man, I feel like Pac. I feel like Pac-Man never rose to the heights. Pac-Man's had multiple cartoons, though true so has sonic has a movie <laughs> it's true in the year 2019 so- or 2020 i don't remember 2020 pac-man has a movie called pixels oh my god he's right oh. <laughs> <laughs> you just made us think about pixels Ugh. you're welcome you're welcome they they both show up in wreck it ralph it's also true Great. yep Oh, right. Uh, that's a good point. Sonic was an answer to Mario, though, so Pac-Man is the strongest. Yeah, right. without Mario, Sonic probably wouldn't exist. There was no Sonic. The other thing is Sonic was also not an arcade game. So I feel like it has to be something arcade era to kind of sw- swoop in, right? Finally, uh, is time to shine. Yeah, I was thinking something along that line, too. Well, I mean, for the joke, not for actual answer. Part of me thinks, like, do you think, like, Street Fighter would have just gotten, like, way bigger? No. It got a movie, like, two years after Street Fighter 2. I would say that it was really small. I'm just trying to think of, like, what were the other popular games that had, like, distinct characters? That wasn't just, like, the frog from Frogger. I don't think Frogger's taking it. I don't think Frogger's taking it, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Is this assuming Popeye actually got as big? Because like it might have, it might actually be Popeye. Well, that's what I asked at first. Do you think Popeye would have taken it? John doesn't. I, think I so. don't think so because I feel that like the company would have licensing issues and it would become a big fight, and then Nintendo would just oh. eventually make a mascot anyways. I think I think Nintendo would eventually still make Adam some Mario. character. Yeah, yeah. This might not be Mario. Sure. Huh. Legend of Zelda still exists, right? Because Miyamoto still works at Nintendo, and he still loved. Are, are we assuming in caves. that? Are we assuming that they still make the NES? Are we assuming that everything else otherwise tracks correct? Yeah, that's what I, I don't know. I would assume the NES would still happen because because Nintendo. We're assuming a Nintendo would have. Well, that's the thing is, what, did Nintendo have any other arcade games? Oh man, would what would like Papa from Doki Doki Panic actually <clears throat> be it? Because he's essentially Mario. Over here, mm. they were all TV. They were all uh, good TV show characters, I think. So I don't know. Would he be? Would they be the new Mario game? I mean, I still think it has to be something that would have been in arcades around the time. So it's the it's the line from Arkanoid. <laughs> it's okay. the pong paddle. Finally, yeah, it's the paddle. The paddle, yeah, yeah for sure. 
Uh, follow up question for Sugasuku. Who writes the episode descriptions? Uh, BGC Kenny. 99% of the time, I... Oh, I, I thought they meant the actual ones. Oh. Oh, the descriptions, yeah. The description, yeah, the descriptions. 99% of the time, it is me. Yeah. <clears throat> if I'm not on it, or if I, if I can't get to it, edit it, it is Paul. <clears throat> no more Spiro's rights. Which is the worst fate? Drifting control sticks or buttons that have a low chance of not working when pressed? The latter. Latter. I think it's the latter. So wait, in this scenario, the do the control sticks drift all the times and the buttons is only sometimes? Yeah, it's still ladder because I can compensate with drift. Yeah, I think it's still ladder as well. Yeah. yeah. In fact, there's nothing have. more infuriating than like needing to do a jump and then just having your character yep, like, fall for sure. And thanks to Nintendo's sh- uh, shitty Joy-Cons, I have compensated many times with drift. So thanks, Nintendo. Uh, Guy says, if you want to discuss game spoilers with someone, but none of your friends have played the game, what do you do? I ask, do they care about spoilers? If they do, I don't tell them. I go online and say who's played this thing and then DM them. You just yell it at them. Yep. (laughs) I think, yeah, you go online. I kind of don't want to talk to people if they haven't played the thing because like I want so I want like a conversation. I don't just want to yell about something at somebody usually. I mean, if you want people just to hear you talk about a game, start a podcast. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's kind of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, on me personally, I'll probably go to like reset era because there's always like a, f- a thread about whatever game I'm playing um, and I'll just kind of start scrolling through there. Yeah. I personally don't talk a lot, but I just kind of like reading other people's thoughts and whatnot. Uh, Rinku writes, Hololive saw a boost in popularity after several of the streamers appeared in the mobile game Azure Lane's English server. Side note, what is or who is Hololive or VTubers? The most popular tubers on the internet currently. Is it's just a synonym for the phrase VTuber? Uh, they're no, a specific a collective. Yeah, uh, they're a collective of VTubers. Okay, got it. Um, if the TDP crew, including Nathan, would appear in a game in a promotional event, what would it be? Bonus points if it's a mobile game, but it does not have to be. Oh, with Nathan, it's easy. It's work time fun. I know he would be a character in that. One hundred percent. Okay. I don't, All right. I'd want to be a but character. It in has Man. to be a. A character. What would you want to do in Bomberman? I just want to be a playable character. A playable yeah. character? Okay. Okay. Pr- game in a promotional event. I would want to stop the player from doing something. I'd want to be like a roadblock of some sort. You'd want them to hate you? Yeah. Paul just wants to be hated. Yeah, fuck the player. Like, are you thinking of like a door in like a Metroid game that they need a special gun to get through? No, something more annoying like... A fetch quest or a something. Boss? A fetch quest. <laughs> just, the, just the idea of just something to waste your time. Th- six rats. Yeah, exactly. I would love to be just someone, an NPC that just kind of heckles you. I could see it. Just tries to knock you down a little, like a peg. Um, I don't have an exact. 
um, character in mind other than Statler and Waldorf from the Muppets. And I don't think they're in any of the Muppets video games. They are. But I actually don't know. I have not played a Muppets video game. They are in a number of them. Nice. I'm gonna, I want to be Statler and Waldorf. I think one of the guys just passed away who uh, oh. was the puppeteer. For I thought you meant the puppet itself, and I was very confused. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They gave him a Viking funeral. Oh, that's pretty good. Okay. Linebeck, what's the most obscure pre-2000s PC game that you know of? This is kind of a hard question because a lot of those games are on GOG, so they are known of again or have had remakes or sequels. It's like I kept trying to think of them as just like everybody's heard of I Have No Mouth and Must Scream. Everybody's heard of Harvester by this point because of YouTube videos and internet stuff trying to think of like really obscure stuff it's weird to me how obscure sim ant is to a lot of people where you just play an ant see that's the first one i've heard of that you've mentioned oh weird okay (laughs) (laughs) i mean you're describing adventure games mainly so yeah a lot of there was a lot of pc adventure games what about jill of the jungle anybody remember that yep I feel like I've heard that. I remember yeah, there was a game I used to play on my grade school computer called Digger, which was just uh, basically yep. like a reskin of Dig Dug. Yep. Or Mr. Do. I've heard of Mr. Do. I feel like the more interesting one is is obscure like console games mm. because they had to have made it past some level of production to still be a real thing. Uh, and and around this era would have been like and printed to a disc. Um, so I always like meant, you know, so like golden compass for the 360. Why does that exist? <laughs> uh, there was a game, educational game we used to play, uh, in grade school that taught us French words, bataille de mots. So battle of words. And you were a, okay. uh, you were a beret with legs that shot lasers into the sky to shoot the correct words to make sure you had the right translation. Nice. Did it work? I remember, you know I remember the name of the game, so I guess partly, partly <laughs> did. Good point. All right. Uh, uh, John, yep. you think you're next. Hebrew Lantern writes in and says, speaking of video games, what is a phrase you hate hearing from people? All right, gamers. Oh my you hear god. That regularly? Let's get that bread, gamers. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> it's your boy. That's pretty annoying. It's your boy. I have to say, most of these are like hearing them said unironically. Yes, yeah. Yeah, oh no, for sure. Yeah. I'm trust now I'm just thinking of like what shit streamers say, right? Yep. That's exactly um, what I'm going for too. Like and subscribe sucks. I've kind of come around on it. I don't care. It seems it's just like something I ignore. My brain shuts out now completely. That's true. I can't think of a lot of phrases I absolutely hate. Um, oh, here's one I actually hate when I'm outside and someone tells me to take my mask off. I hate hearing that. Oh, so we're going Are you that kidding way. Me? I'll. <laughs> well, then if we're going outside of our realm, I'm not racist, but has to stop. Oh, because <laughs> it never follows up with something good. 
Yeah. Uh, no, that's I, I have a hard time with uh, thinking of like a video game specific phrase. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's all I could pull. All right. Last one from Gutang Clan. What games have you re- have you regretted selling only to buy back for a lot more money than you sold it for? I regret selling most <laughs> of my childhood Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games. Complete inbox. Is that cartridge inbox? Yeah, complete inbox or cartridge. Yeah. Complete inbox. About a decade ago, prices to rebuy are triple to ten times the amount they were going for. The worst is Mega Man 3. I've never sold a game I own. Uh, yeah. Uh, I regret trading in Tetris DS and Super Princess Peach. I haven't bought them back. I know Tetris DS is now like super hard to find and regarded as an extremely good Tetris game. Yep. Hmm. Um, and then I kind of just want my copy of Super Princess Peach because that's just such a weird game that exists. That's an obscure 2000s game. Yeah, um, true. I So those yeah. are two I regret. Yeah, I'm like, Paul, I never really sell my games, obviously. But I have, in the past, bought games for other people that I never had for myself. And then when I finally went to go get them for myself, I could not find them anywhere or their price jumped up significantly. Oh, that hurts. Yeah, okay. Do you have an example? Uh, I bought for one of my friends in my first year of university to mail back to my high school friend, uh, Zone of the Enders, the second runner. So that one jumped up a lot. That was a PS2 game. And uh, another friend I bought, Skies of Arcadia Legend for, for the GameCube. So both Love of those it. go for, I'm pretty sure, right. above 100 bucks now. Uh, and that'll do it for questions. If you would like to send in a question in this top-down perspective at gmail.com, at TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box, what is your game of the week? Near. I guess pack in time. I'm going to give it to Wilmot's Warehouse. And I lost my spot on the page. <laughs> uh, housekeeping. There we go. Housekeeping. Yeah, I just forgot what it was. Uh, Umarangi Generation is the episode of TDP Plus happening next we're doing it right after this show so if you're the right tier check out that otherwise wait for the archive version uh sometime tomorrow and the winner of may's tdp plus game is the original shantae which i believe is a game boy uh, color game yes it was a game of color ah crap <laughs> i thought you would be excited about this uh, I am, but I had, I had plans with the original Shantae game, which this might have just shot in the foot a bit. Well, we'll talk offline. Yeah, we should talk offline. Yeah. Um, I don't want to shoot anyone in the foot, so. Yeah. And until then, we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye, everybody.